Your dream deserves to be shared with the world, and I'm here to teach you how to do it. I'm your host, Mary Diacetis, and on the Dreamers and Action Takers, we are going behind the scenes and giving you the tools and strategies that you need in order to create your dream into the reality. On Mondays, we will be going over a hype episode to give you a boost of energy that you need for the week. And on Wednesdays, you're going to be hearing from another dreamer who actually took action on that big thing that they wanted to put out into the world. I'm so excited that you're here. I'm honored that you are taking time to invest in yourself, and I cannot wait to hear the results that you get from this. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dreamers and Action Takers podcast. I am so freaking excited to have you here today because the person who is on today's podcast is very near and dear to my heart for multiple different reasons, but you're going to find out in a second. I'm just going to, I'm going to share her intro first. So Rebecca Lynn has had over 20 years of marketing experience. Um, She was a ClickFunnels certified partner back at the very beginning. She has done web dev and design. She's done a little bit of copywriting. She's literally done everything in um, marketing. She was also the marketing manager for DannyJohnson.com a couple years ago, and now She is helping people start and launch their programs and courses, and she has just created the Becoming Authentic Mindset Journal, and y'all, this thing is legit. I've gotten to go through it, and I am so impressed with it, and I love being able to go through the exercises, and it's so cool because so many times as entrepreneurs, as high performers, as dreamers and action takers, hey Um, We have these mindset barriers that we haven't been able to get through, okay? We have these blocks in our life. We know where we want to go, but we haven't been able to get them yet. And through this journal, it takes you through tools and systems in order to get through those mindset barriers. And so it's cool because it stops you from being the thing in your way, all right? And this was created through healing of years of toxic relationships. Okay. So this journal is amazing. It is coming so, so, so soon. And y'all, the reason why this woman is so special to me is because she's actually my mom. (laughs) So I love getting to talk to her. I love getting to hear more about what she has and her geniusness. So welcome Rebecca Lynn. (laughs) Thank you so much, Mary. I am so excited to be here and thank you for that amazing introduction. I love your energy and hearing you talk about how wonderful I am. That just makes me feel so good to hear you say it, of course. Hey, that's why we have the Monday episode. So everybody can get some of this energy and remember how freaking incredible they are. (laughs) Well, everybody needs a little bit of how freaking incredible they are in their day. That is for certain. And so I love that you do that and that you are able to be that light on the hill for so many people. It um, inspires me as a person and of course makes me so proud as a mom. So. Well, cool. Well, we're going to have another podcast episode in a couple months talking about the facts because I want to share some of the like tools that I've used in order to be like the person that I am today, like confidence, all of that, because you know better than anybody that I haven't always been this way. Like I would not have dyed my hair purple. I definitely would not have started a <laughs> podcast a couple years ago. So we're going to do that in a couple weeks, but for now, 
I'm so excited to talk about your journal and kind of where you've been and what you're doing now. So tell us a little bit about kind of the progression to getting to the journal and why you created it. Well, you know, it's really funny that you asked that because it's actually been about a four to four and a half year journey to, journey to create this journal, journey to the journal, because I started seeing some of the things that I was doing to get past a lot of mindset stocks and a lot of self-doubt, a lot of just really terrible stinking thinking uh, that was keeping me back as an entrepreneur. And five, six years ago, I grew my business really, really quickly to five figures a month, like super fast. And then I burnt out and was not a very nice person as um, Mary hopefully does not remember at all. Hopefully it's been completely erased from her mind. But once I started to have some more success, then I ran into some more mind blocks. And I found that a lot of it had to do with simply not honoring myself and not knowing what I was created to do. And I had had decades worth of expectations that I allowed myself to take on that weren't me. And I don't know if anybody out there can relate to that, but you know, where you just kind of get put in a box, it's not yours. And so I had a lot of that, that I had to get over and figure out. But, um, before that, I, along this journey to the journal, I also realized that I had a lot of ways that previous toxic relationships had affected, not just the way I thought about myself, but the way I interact with people trying to control people, trying to control situations and putting other people's needs before my own. So all of that came together during, oh, I guess about six to seven years of personal development. And so, you know, like I do how it's layer upon layer, you know, you're peeling back the onion and you deal with one thing and then there's another and another. So all of these tools that I use to get to a place of success and more importantly, a place where I loved who I am came from the personal development. And I got to the point where um, I had been through, you know, a coach in one season, a mentor in another season, another coach in another season. And I'd been using all these tools. And one of my coaches said, about a book that she recommended, you know, somebody needs to write one of these books for the non-addict. And I felt this like whap upside the head. <laughs> and I realized it did, it needed to be more than just a book. It needed to be a tool that actually helped people go step by step by step through the process of how to find out what is keeping you back unpack those things in a way that's healthy and also faith-based and peel back the layers, hopefully in, you know, faster than seven, eight, nine years. And I feel like the people who've looked at it so far, it's, it's still being designed. It's, it's still being finished up, but several people have looked at it and they have said, Oh my goodness, this is exactly what I need. I wish I had had this when I first started going through my divorce. Um, that's when it's really been impactful. So it's about 
30 years worth of really, really successful tools that have been proven to literally hundreds of thousands of people, but put into a journal where you can literally go through it step by step. I love this. It's so good. I was just writing notes because there's so many different like things and like ways that we can go with this. Um, but one of the things, and this is a quote that I heard yesterday, actually, that I haven't even gotten a chance to tell you about, but it's so true because you talked about like that aspect of control and wanting to control every little area mm -hmm. of your life. And I heard this quote yesterday and it was, you control what you do not trust. And when I heard that, I was like, oh my gosh, like these aspects or these people or these things, these situations, whatever it is, like you try to control what you do not trust. And I'm like, that is, that's freaking huge. So you talked about the layers of personal development and yeah. I'm thinking of like from Shrek, like the onion and like how like ogres and onions also have layers and like personal development has layers too. <laughs> <laughs> so can you talk a little bit, because this is a conversation that we've had so many times before, just about the layers of like, I freaking learned this before. Like I've learned this before. Why am I like either like failing at this or like getting this test again? And I see that as like a layer of personal development and like getting to go deeper. So can you talk a little bit about that and maybe how the journal intertwines with it? Absolutely. Um, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that because I was actually reading about that um, last week in my Bible and, you know, noticed how that happened over and over again, like the same test or the same enemies is it? same enemy comes up over and over again. And I had the realization that it doesn't always mean that we failed the first time. It means that we are in a different place and we have the privilege and the opportunity to learn new things. So for example, several years ago, I was um, working with a bunch of people and speaking on podcasts and things like that. And I had, um, some issues with people thinking that I had tried to steal clients, which I hadn't, but because I felt personally attacked, it really affected my business. And this was only a couple years in, I was fairly new um, to that amount of success. And so it set me way back. I, I stopped being out there. I stopped shining and, um, I had the opportunity to learn to take away my attachment to what people thought or said. Well, fast forward a couple of years and I was in a very similar situation where um, it was the way that people were perceiving what I was doing. And I had the opportunity, it was a very similar situation. And I was at a better place where I had the opportunity to react differently. Did I react perfectly? No, not even kind of, but I reacted differently and I reacted better. And so as we come up against those same situations, those same giants or enemies or however you want to phrase it for where you're at in your life, it's a way to see our growth because when you come to that again and you can see, hey, wait a minute. I just handled that a lot better than I did last year or three years ago or five years ago. 
for me, it's a really cool way to see the wins in your development and in your business and to have those opportunities to just pat yourself on the back. And I think that's a win in itself. Just to know I handled that situation better than I did or would have a few years ago. I think that's huge. And it's like, God gives us a redo. It's like, Hey boo, like you probably could have handled this, but like there's grace, like grace, forgiveness, all of that. But also like, I think it's kind of a gift. Like, even though like it sucks being in the middle of it, like it's a gift when you choose to look at what you're grateful for, when you choose to look at that. Right. But I also think one part that you didn't even talk about is the fact that you get to use those stories. You get to use your personal development, like your trials by fire to help coach and inspire other people. Absolutely. Because like, go ahead. And it's funny that you say that because I actually have little pieces of my story woven into the journal. And I've been told that like seeing that piece of the story really, really connects people with that action. Mm -hmm. Like do this because, so for instance, the gratitude, you just said being grateful for the gratitude practice that I have now, which is way more intense than what I wrote in the journal came from me being not a very nice person about 10, 12 years ago. And I really had to start looking for gratitude in the littlest tiny things, even muddy footprints on the floor, things like that. And some people say now that I'm one of the most encouraging people they've ever known. And I say, well, thank you, because that's a huge compliment, because I used to not be. I used to be very critical. So those practices are super important. Yeah. And like, it's a win being able to see where you were before and where you are now. Yeah. Um, so that's huge too. And you can be grateful for that as well. I'm a big believer that everybody, like their core aspect, well, first of all, everybody needs a morning routine. Everybody needs something to get their mindset right, but it's not just for a morning routine. It's for like an afternoon, evening routine, whatever, but just something to get your mindset in the right place. Right. For example, an hour and a half before we're filming this, I called my mom and I was in a horrible mood and I did part of my quote unquote morning routine and remember what I was grateful for in the midst of me being a witch. Um, so I do think though, that like, not like you, we do not have the same morning routine. We do not go through the same grateful, um, practice, but I do think that you can get something out of everyone's. Could you do like a two minute overview of, um, what you do for your morning routine slash like gratefulness that somebody else could pick up and be like, wow, this is so good. I need to try this. (laughs) Absolutely. And, um, yes, morning routines are super critical. Um, it's another piece of what I put into the journal specifically for that reason. My morning routine is slightly, it varies slightly, but it's pretty much these core pieces. So very first thing, when I open my eyes in the morning, I say something I'm grateful for. I might say it out loud. I might think it in my head, but you know, thank you God for this day. Thank you for how many wonderful surprises are going to show up today, which by the way, is a little tip that I learned from Mary is looking for great surprises. Um, then I will do some kind of exercise. I will read my Bible and I will go through my 
own personal routine, which includes writing down, well, first of all, remembering something that brings me a ton of joy because getting in that mindset first is super critical before you start going through the rest of your routine. So I think of something that brings me a lot of joy. Then I write down 10 things that I appreciate. I write down 10 I am statements. And the way I describe that is who am I when I'm at my best? Then I write down what I call worthy statements. So I go through my whole family and I write down things that we are worthy of. And a lot of times it's things that are in Bible verses. Then I'll write down 10 affirmations. Again, some of those are Bible verses that I've turned around um, that I feel remind me of the promises of God. Then I go through a process that I call letting go. And it's really critical to do this piece because I've just written down all of these things I appreciate, who I am at my best, what I'm worthy of receiving, and you know, prayers as if they've already been answered. That's my way that I talk about affirmations, prayers as if they've already been answered. And then I let it go. And I release my expectations. I let go of my timelines. I let go of what I want to happen. And I allow God's best to come to me. And I am detached from the path and I'm detached from the outcome. And that is uh, probably one of the biggest things I've learned is just letting go of the process, letting go of the outcome. That's incredible. And it's something that I think that sometimes we forget because like, especially that last part of like letting go of it, because we're holding so tightly to it, then like God can't work in that. He can't work with a clenched fist of this is the only possible way that this can like happen. And this happened this past week of, I think it was Wednesday. I was just praying over finances and I was praying over God to like multiply my finances, allow me to be able to do more with it. Um, and I was just like, okay, I release it. Like it is what it is. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And then no less than an hour later, I get a message from somebody and they're like, Hey, congrats. You're a group winner. I'm going to send you a $50 Amazon gift card. And I was like, (laughs) what? Wow. (laughs) Like, so not the way that I was thinking, but the fact of like, and I started with the gratefulness. I started with just like positioning myself in like reading my Bible, like listening to worship music, all of that. And then I was praying over my finances and I got a random $50 Amazon gift card. So I'm trying to decide if I'm going to buy some new shoes or use it for Christmas presents. I don't know. The verdict's still out on that, (laughs) but either way, it was still cool. And just such a reminder of the fact that like these things do come to me really easily. Absolutely. Well, and it's a reminder too, that you can't receive unless your hands are open. Your hands must be open in order to receive something. And that means you got to let go. You can't hold on tightly to your expectations. You have to let go. I just got such a picture of a toddler too. Like a toddler, like holding on for dear life of their like toy and like not letting it go, even though maybe it was broken or like you have a better toy because like toddlers are like vicious and like (laughs) 
oh my gosh. And like, how many times are we, do we have that toddler mindset and expectation of like, it has to happen this way. There's no other way. And it's like, boo, calm down. Like I'm speaking exactly. to myself right here, but if it speaks to you as well, like, let me know. I want to hear it. But at the same time, it's crazy. It is. It absolutely is. Um, and so that's why it's so powerful to remind myself of that every morning. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll admit sometimes I'm going through the actions and sometimes I'm really feeling it, but the days that I really feel it are the days when I hear it. You mean you're human and like, it doesn't happen perfectly every single day. I know it's a shocker, right? Right. Oh my goodness. I hope that that just like released and freed some people because the (laughs) expectation that it's going to happen perfectly every single day and you're going to feel like a million bucks and that like everybody wakes up with level 10 energy. Like I just told y'all two hours ago, like I was not in this place. Um, It's just not true. So I really hope that that freed some people. And um, if you need some help with it, then like, Hey, there's a journal. I know somebody I can help you with it. So (laughs) I love that so much. uh, Okay. Well, I know that part of the, um, journal and a big portion of it that we've talked about that a lot of people don't know about is the codependency and the fact of like codependency. And I think that that definitely goes into control, um, because you like so much of codependency is wanting to control somebody else. It's wanting to, or feeling like you are controlled by somebody else. And I know that that has a big, um, influence on the journal and uh, like helping people being freed from codependency because majority of the world does not realize that they're codependent, even though they are. We have this conversation that we think that there's maybe five people on this planet who like aren't or weren't codependent (laughs) at one point. Yeah. So do you want to talk a little bit about like your personal definition of codependency and then like how the journal helps with that? Well, you know, really the way I see codependency is wrapping up your happiness in another person. And here's something that, and I have to say, I did not know what codependency was until April of 2020. So I had been like, I have a very long family history of a lot of people that I have been very closely tied to having addictions of all kinds. And that is one way that you can pick up these codependent behaviors because the addiction can cause certain behaviors, but it also affects the people around you. And I had all kinds of judgmental judginess going on for many years about what codependency was. You know, I pictured the, uh, the druggie, in the, you know, hollowed out RV that was falling over to the side. And it was the the girlfriend or the boyfriend supplying the money for the drugs or like making excuses. And that's like the extreme version. Yeah. But here's something that absolutely blew my mind. What I thought was being a good mom was actually being codependent, taking care of everybody, you know, being, I thought it was being a good friend. I thought it was being a good, you know, girlfriend or whatever, but it was wanting people to like me because of what I did. Well, that's a pretty big trait, codependency. 
anticipating someone's needs and meeting them before they even knew it was there sounds really cool, but it's also codependency. Wrapping your, your entire self-worth around someone else. So I used to say after my divorce, my kids were my life. And I was all proud of that. And I don't know if Mary have heard me say that or not. And it's one thing to put your children first. It's one thing to put your family first. But it's a whole different one to wrap yourself up in that. And so I, I kind of went off on a tangent there, but it's critical to know how these behaviors adversely affect being able to be successful. Because getting yourself so worked up because this person isn't answering you on your timeline for this project that you want to move forward. Yeah, that's that, that controlling is actually codependency. That putting other people's, this was a big one. This was a big one. Putting other people's success and happiness before my own sounds really, you know, super altruistic and genuine and wonderful, right? But when you do that to the detriment of your own business or of your own health or of your own insert whatever in the blank, that's actually really unhealthy. And so the, a lot of the pages in the journal will walk you through these things and try to identify some little things that you might not realize might be unhealthy, you know, where you're, you're trying, you're trying to control the way the house looks so much instead of asking the other people who live there or having a conversation with all the other people and saying, let's divide this up. Cause it's not asking you all live there, but you have to let go of that perfectionism or that I'll do it my selfishism, whatever it is, <laughs> in order to be successful, in order to have time for your own health, in order to have time for your own business. So that's just a few ways that it's worked in there um, for the journal. Just a few. No, I think that's huge. And like, there's so many ways that you highlighted for people's personal lives that I'm so excited for them to be able to like go through and like realize and get healing from, because first you have to have the awareness of it before you can get healing from it. Um, realizing that I was codependent wrecked my freaking world. Um, <laughs> we read a book about it called codependent no more. And I hate that book with a burning passion, <laughs> but I also love it. Like that book like changed me from the inside out. I've yes. thrown it multiple times and like also set it down for like two or three months and would just stare at it and be like, no, but it brought so much healing to me. Like, yeah. I'm not going to lie to you and tell you that it was a fun book to go through. Like it sucked, but at the same time, it was so good. And I know that the planner, it not only brings awareness to it, but it helps you have those continual steps in yes. order to stay out of codependency and yes. stay living in your higher self. Because just like we talked about, there's layers to personal development. There's also layers to codependent. I mean, that is personal development though. Exactly. So like, this is another layer of it. Right. And especially if you've done something for 20, 30, 40, 80 years, 
Um, I hope there's somebody who's a hundred who listens to this podcast. That'd be so cool. That'd anyway, be awesome. Um, if you've done something for years and years and years, it's ingrained in your brain and in your body. And it's going to take more than just learning it once or like doing it once, reading the book once in order for you to stay living in your higher self, which is where the journal really comes into play. In my opinion, um, it really comes into play. Well, thank you. I appreciate that so much. And absolutely. And I have to say, you know, I created this journal for me because I needed it because I needed the constant reminder. And one thing I didn't talk to you about is I actually put coloring pages interspersed in every week and in other places. And most of them are some kind of phrasing that helps you remember who you are. Like I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am more precious than rubies. And it's, it's, I had trouble figuring out what to call it because it is actually a coloring book and a mindset journal and a planner because it helps you map out these behaviors. And I have to say, I thought I was done with it in September. And then I just, I don't know if I would call it but, um, spiraling or whatever, but I realized, hold up, I need to go back and I need to take some more steps on this. And I need, this needs to go in the journal. When you're having a rough day, what do you do? And so I put some pages in there called quick resets. And I added some things about, am I taking care of myself? Every single day, there's a place for those kinds of reminders. And then at the end of the week, there's a weekly review, just like you just said, because we need to remember, okay, am I doing the things that I know to do to keep me healthy and keep me at my best, who I'm actually created to be? Because you and I have both been on this journey, which is really cool and interesting of rediscovering who we were made to be and how there's a saying on and all the memes on Facebook and Instagram. Who were you before the world told you you couldn't be? Go find that girl. She's still there. And that's what this is about. It's about rediscovering. And it's been just writing it finally has been a journey of rediscovering me over the past three months. Oh, I love that. It's so good. You guys, we're <laughs> going to put like links and more information on how you can get the journal because like that was such a mic drop moment of like, heck yes, get your hands on this. Um, so yeah, we're going to put links. We're going to put more information in the um, show notes so that you can like check it out. You can talk to Rebecca, all of that. Um, and I just think it's easier in the show notes versus like, over audio, but really quick, cause we're finishing up. I want to ask you, because I think that so many times we have a big dream. We have this thing that we know we need to do, which the journal was that for you. Like you had so many reminders over the past, like seven years of like, or not even reminders, but of like signs of like, Hey, you need to create this. You need to do this. Um, and obviously it took a little bit of time One, you needed to do more healing, but also it took a little bit of time to actually like sit down and do it. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I don't see a lot of people talking about. A lot of people don't talk about that gap between like, Hey, having the dream and being excited for it. And then like actually publishing it. So can you talk maybe like, what was the best piece of advice that you got or what was the best quote or whatever that took you from 
idea and dream to actually sharing this journal with people and having people preview it and read it and being like, ah, it's going to go out into the world. <laughs> um, there were two things, actually. It was first that I finally had the realization that me moving forward in my life depended on, in a bigger sense, like what I was going to do in this next phase of my life depended on me putting myself and my business first and finishing this thing. So that was one of them. And I have no idea where that came from. It just, it was, you know, possibly one morning when I was journaling or praying. The other thing actually came from a coach that I hired for, it was a um, basically an accountability coach that I had hired and, um, I'll give you that link as well. So you can definitely add that to it. But she said to me, what are you going to do to make sure that you see this through and you see this goal realized? And I said, I'm going to make a date with myself because my dreams are important and they deserve a special time on my calendar. So I blocked out Saturday night, date night on my calendar. I bought some food that I loved. I made a dinner I loved. I got dressed up. I put candles on the table. It was a date with myself and my dream. And I think I ended up doing that four times over the course of a couple months to because it was fun and it helped me get it over the finish line. It reminded me that my dreams are more important than taking care of other people. And I know there's some moms out there that just fell on the floor. So I encourage you to rewind this 30 seconds and listen to it again. You and your dreams are more important than taking care of everybody else in your life. That's huge. That is, that is huge. And that's not, that is actually probably one of the, the least selfish things you can do is take care of yourself, which is another thing about codependency. I won't go into. So really quick before we finish, because I don't want there to be any moms who are like, yeah, well, that doesn't apply to me. Like I have young kids because my youngest sibling is about to turn 19. So if you would have known this when we were toddlers, would you have still said the same thing? Yes, 100%. Absolutely. I tell every mom that I know, take care of yourself first, because if you don't, you can't take care of anybody else. And it is the best legacy you can leave your children is to take care of yourself and go after your dreams. Yeah. So good. And plus your kids get to see that. And there's like nothing cooler than getting to see your mom, like chase after her dreams and you get to teach your kids that. So if anything, like you are leaving the legacy, you are um, teaching your kids, like what, how you can do this. You're teaching your kids to go after their goals because they get told from everywhere else that like, that's dumb. That's too big. Dream smaller, sit down, be quiet. Like yeah. these are all things that I was told in school mm -hmm. and that like, the one of the biggest reasons why I have the six figure business that I do, why I have this podcast, why I've been able to travel all around the world in the past 
three years, why I'm not living in fear and terror and shame. And like, I could go on and on and on. We didn't even talk about the fact that you and I didn't used to talk. And if we did talk on the phone, it was like every two weeks and it ended in an argument. Um, the reason why I, we have, I have all of this is because I got to see my mom speak life into me and she encouraged my dreams. And that's so much of the reason why this podcast and my high ticket coaching is called dreamers and action takers, because you deserve to have those big dreams. You deserve to dream bigger than anybody else. You deserve to like, think about like, who am I to create a freaking journal? Like, have you had that thought before of like, who am I to have the journal or whatever it is? Okay. She's nodding. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You deserve to have the dream, but more than that, you deserve to take action on it. You deserve to set a date with yourself. Your appointment with yourself for your dreams is just as important, if not more important, if you and I had an appointment on the calendar, because I know that you wouldn't stand me up. I know that if you and I had a call scheduled, you would not stand me up. So stop standing yourself up. Stop saying no to yourself because you have to do some other whatever, watch Netflix or whatever it is. Like, it's just as important, if not more, start thinking about it that way as well. I don't know where that came from, but. Wow. Okay. Then ladies and gentlemen, there we go. Hey, I've heard this from so many people. This is like so much of the conversations that I have of like, your dreams are important. It's important for you to go after them. Like you're worth it. If not anything else. So cool. Mic drop moment. It's about to like wrap it up. Anything else you want to say? <laughs> well, uh, forgive the the sniffles and the tears because I'm just very, very inspired and you're just amazing. Um, you know, I I encourage you to tie your dream to whatever whatever it is that motivates you. Um, and that may take a little bit of digging. Uh, ask yourself why five times. Um, and even if you see someone else do a similar dream, don't let it deter you. Because can I tell you how many journals I've seen come out by very, very big names in the last couple months, a lot. Um, But tie your dream to your motivation, whatever that is for you. And keep it in front of you because it's, it's not about the money. It's about serving the world in a bigger way, whatever that means for you. It's different for each of us. And just, you know, believe in yourself as, uh, as our coach says, believe in yourself. And if you can't, then borrow my belief in you because I know you can do it. And I have every faith in you. I love it. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. And y'all, I highly recommend you check out the show notes. Um, you want to get a hold of this journal. I'm not going to tell you what you want to do, but like, I'm going to tell you what you want to do. Like at least check it out, you know, um, check out Rebecca Lynn on Facebook and Instagram and y'all have an incredible rest of your day. And, uh, yeah, thanks for joining me. Thank you so much, Mary. I appreciate it. It was so much fun and I'm super excited for all the lives you're changing. Let's go. We're all, we're changing the world, baby. Let's go. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of dreamers and action takers. I'm honored that you are here, but before you go, I would love to give you a free gift. Would you take five minutes to subscribe rate and leave a review below so that we can get this podcast and information in the hands of more people. 
I have a dream of working with a hundred million women and helping them to share their dream of the world. And I know that I can't do it without you. So once you rate and leave a review, if you would send a screenshot of that to the email podcast at thedreamers.co, and I'll send you a free gift. It's basically a broken down sales cycle of how to talk about your product or service online and customize it to yourself to get clients in the door. So I'm honored that you joined me today. I cannot wait to see you for the next episode. And I hope you have the most incredible day. I'll talk to you soon.